coming to you live from AlienCon 2018 in the beautiful state of California in Pasadena, which is right outside Los Angeles. Hello, everybody. My name's Sandman. I'm going to be your host for the next, oh, little while. We're just going to leave it open-ended. Well, AlienCon 2018, second ever AlienCon, is over and uh, had a good time. Not without its uh, faults, shall we say, but it's only the second one. They've still got a lot of growing pains and still got a lot of learning left to do. But I had a wonderful time. I made some new friends, some good contacts, two of those which are here in studio with me tonight. And we're going to be talking about our experiences at AlienCon as well as a few other things. And uh, I'd like to take this time to introduce you to Tasha and Betty, two first-time AlienCon attendees. Hello. Hi. Okay, so... Tasha, we'll start with you since I met you sure. first. Okay. So, uh, tell me, okay, what got you interested in coming to something like this? Because this is obviously not a mainstream thing, and people kind of look at you a little bit weird. I'm used to it, so it doesn't <laughs> bother me. But what what got you interested in coming to something like this? Well, actually, Betty, um, uh-huh. we are um, we met through our work. And um, as we were becoming friends, uh, we started following each other on social media, um, started hanging out socially as well. Um, at a certain point, she uh, disclosed, I think you posted on your social media that you were watching Ancient Aliens. Uh, I liked it and I said, yeah. that's exactly what I'm doing at this very moment. Wow. <laughs> And then it was sort of, uh, she told my husband at, around Christmas time that as a gift for her birthday from her fiance that she was going to be coming here. And she told him, would you consider getting Tasha the tickets Aww. and we can go together. Yeah. So it's and our, here you are. Yeah. So it's our first experience and it's, it's been a lot of fun for us. We've had a great time. It's our first trip together. Yes. So. Oh, girls trip. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, that can be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> We've so, been good. <laughs> yes, definitely. Sure you have. <laughs> to the husbands and fiancés back at home, they're great. They're not, they're not supposed to. I just met them. Yeah. So, Betty, what, what about you? What got you interested in, in something like this? Okay, so I've been uh, watching the History Channel Ancient Aliens actually for about seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I saw the commercials that they were having the Alien Con, and I figured that would be something really, really cool to experience. So I asked my boy, my fiancé if he could, uh, you know, yeah, he always asks me what I want for my birthday. My birthday is in October. So I've been waiting since oh. October for this moment. <laughs> and it's been amazing. So, yeah. uh, you know, if he, if he would get me the tickets for me to come over here, and, and he did. So uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun, definitely. So it's uh, just something like a different kind of experience. I've never had anything like this. I've never been to California. So it's my first time. So it's first time for a lot of things. So it's yeah. been definitely really, really fun and really awesome to experience this Absolutely. with my friend. So what, as, as far as uh, the, the television show, I know you're both fans of the show, as I am. I've been watching since season one. Mm-hmm. N- never miss an episode. If I do, I have it on DVR and I go back and I watch it. Yes. Yeah. So what, what got you interested in that show, How, why ancient aliens? What's what's special about that to you? Well, for me personally, um, 
my mom one day, who actually lives in Tennessee, which I understand is where you're from. Yeah. <laughs> she um, was watching one of the episodes, and she mentioned to me, oh, I'm watching this show. There's this funny guy on there with his hair. Uh, turn to the channel and start watching this. You might like it. Yeah. So I don't even know if I did that day, but at another point, I think I was flipping around channels maybe a couple weeks later or something, and I started watching it, and I, I love anything that has to do with Egypt or archaeology, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I love space. When I was a little girl, I first I wanted to be an archaeologist. Then I wanted to oh, be wow. an astronaut. Um, so I started watching, and, and it kind of hit on several things of interest to me personally. Okay. And uh, loved the guy with the crazy hair. Come to find out, that's Giorgio. Giorgio, everybody knows Giorgio. Completely obsessed and oh. in love with. Yeah. Yeah. As oh, you can see by your Sukalicious. Yes, we have our Sukalicious shirts on. Yeah. Yes. Autographed. Thank you. Oh Georgia. wow! Yes. You can't. You can never wash those shirts no, now. You literally, know? yeah. <laughs> you go home. Go home. Hang them up. Yes. Yes. Pretty much. <laughs> so anyway, I interrupted you. So uh, continue. Oh, well, so I just after that, uh, I made it a point to start just watching the series. It, it kind of. I, I got hooked. Uh, it's it's mm. like that. You, you know. Yeah. You, you just get hooked into it, and it's actually very calming. It's fascinating a lot of the things that they say and especially, you know, they refer to the Bible in a lot of instances. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the theories and the things that they say really makes a lot of sense as far as like, you know, because in those times they were not as advanced. So yeah. uh, how could all these things really be possible? So it's really interesting and fascinating, um, you know, to hear different twists of uh, the stories, you know, from the Bible and other uh, places, also like how Puma Kuku, um, yeah, came about uh, Machu Picchu and the pyramids and all that stuff is very fascinating. Very fascinating stuff. And is that kind of what drew you to the show, Ben? Uh, I had a friend. I have a friend that um, kind of told me a little bit about it many, many years ago. Um, so he's all into metaphysics and he, um, in numerology and things like that. And I've always had like an open mind and wanted to explore, you know, more of, you know, different kinds of experiences. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he mentioned to me uh, about that show that there was like uh, an episode that they were talking about, um, acoustic levitation, which mm -hmm. was very interesting to me. I was like, oh my God. So some of this stuff has been really, really, really interesting and just fascinating to learn and to, to watch. And every, every, even though they show reruns, like on Fridays in the morning, I turn on Ancient Alias and it stays there all day. Same um, for me. Yeah. And yeah. even though if it's repeat episodes, um, every time I learn or pick up something no, it's pick new. Up some, yeah. You do. And it's, and it's just very interesting and fascinating. My fiance, you know, at first he was like, why are you watching that? And then now he's like hooked too because he loves, <laughs> he, he, you know, for him, knowledge is power. So he loves to learn. Mm. Uh, he's a very educated man, um, retired um, special forces, oh, served yeah. 25 years in the okay. army as a Green Beret. Right. Um, That's great. Yeah, he's very, very educated. Um, and uh, so he, yeah, he, you know, they started talking about Egypt and he loves, I mean, he's always been fascinated with Egypt and, and, you know, their culture and all that stuff. So, 
you know right up his alley then he should have yeah, been watching so the whole time yeah so then we started watching yes. that and he's like wow like so now he's like really interested so now he watches it with me so it's been pretty awesome yeah so and you couldn't talk him into coming he's no he's not he's like well I mean no he's not like that his friends didn't <laughs> want to come no no he's like uh, no yeah you can go and have a good time <laughs> and enjoy yourself but no no he's not that type yeah. Well, my my friend that's that's with me, uh, I I really wanted him to uh, be on the podcast. Yeah. But uh, he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's it, he's been he's been with me before on on the podcast, and we used to do a, an annual thing called Skeptics Night, and he's a big skeptic. Okay. And um, I brought him here. I I pretty much like twisted his arm and said, man, this is gonna be a great adventure, and blah blah blah, and, and he had something that he wanted to do that was kind of on the way. And I was like, it's great. We can go do what you have to do. We'll do that first. And then we'll come here. And we'll just have, we'll spend a week together. It'll be, it'll be great. And I uh, kind of, like I said, twist his arm. So he bought a ticket for this. And um, it's just not, it's not up his alley either. But he loves the show. Really? Um, but his, his love for the show comes more from uh, a history type aspect and an yes. archaeological type deal and and I me personally I love everything about the show now I don't believe every single little bitty thing that they but it say. at least makes you think and yeah, it does and it? that's what I like I, I want to hear things I want to be challenged and I want to yeah. I mean, even if it's something that I, I haven't heard all of it there's places that I've never heard like Pumapunka and all these places yeah. you don't and so you learn so about you it and new culture and yeah. it makes you think about it so it introduces you, it opens your mind up. And that's what I think a lot of what Ancient Aliens is and mm-hmm. why it is so interesting. And that's one of the points that, that they make is that they really want this to expand your consciousness. But, and, and another thing about the show is that it's so interesting and fascinating that even though in those ancient times, uh, you know, in different parts of the world, there were pyramids. And how is it possible if there was no communication like there is today for them to have, you know, similar, uh, you know, pyramids. I mean, there's pyramids all over the world, yeah. you know, and similar things in different cultures, you know, in ancient times. It's like, you know, how can that be possible? So it's, yeah. it's just really, really interesting and fascinating. Yeah, there, it's, it's almost like there had to be some sort of communication line for everyone right. to have this type of right. shape. You know, I mean, it, you don't have to be a super genius to say, okay, well, anyone could have figured out a pyramid. Anybody could, you know, like that. But the pyramids are so very similar to each other. It's it's like it's all, I think they have even right down guiding. to some of the measurements and, and mm-hmm. styles are so similar in all these completely different cultures, and that's what's fascinating because it makes you think about that. Like, how did that happen? Why are these things what? like the way they are? What if it's possible? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there we exactly. go. Yeah. I wish I could get Robert Clotworthy to do the intro to my show. Oh man! Oh, I met him, and he's I sh- I, he, he is. He is like I've the nicest him too. guy. Yeah. So yes. sweet. Yes. Very, mm-hmm. very yes. nice. Very nice. Yes. I, if I wish I would have thought about that, I'll give you fifty bucks, dude. <laughs> Just say this. Say this into my phone. Yeah. You might have. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have an, an, another friend that I met at the first Alien Con. Um, her name is Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Um, she got. David Hatcher Childress to do her voicemail on her phone. No way. Yeah. Oh my, that's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. How do you do that? You just ask him. I would have. You just ask totally him. Totally. Look, my husband does a great impression of him. 
and it's the best. I Maybe you should get him to do your... I could. I, he would probably <laughs> be able to do it, and it, it would sound believable because he does a great job of it. Well, you know, the the I think I told you this when we were talking earlier, but the very first Alien Con um, was so phenomenal in the fact that all these guys that you're that were here now, uh, with the exception of maybe one or two, they were all here before. Mm-hmm. And they were literally just walking around. And, of course, you know, everywhere they went, there was like an ant colony, you know, mm-hmm. following behind them. Because everyone wanted to get a picture. Everyone wanted to talk to them. Everyone wanted to shake their hands. Everyone wanted to tell them their experience, you know. And they were very gracious. And they took as much time as they could to talk to people. But things that people are doing now, which is like standing in line to pay for a picture standing in line to pay for an autograph. We did none of that. It was all free, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. They had. Uh, we were in the Santa Clara area at the convention center, and there's a hotel and stuff attached to it, you know. And around one of the uh, swimming pools, they set up little tables and umbrellas, and they had all of the major stars there. They had, uh, except for Sucralos, he wasn't. He was not there, but everybody else was. Uh, um, Ariel, uh, the Rabbi Ariel Bar, you know, Tazak, um, David Hatcher Childress, Jonathan Young, um, let's see, uh, uh, Jason Martell, uh, Nick Pope. Um, let's see, Linda Moulton Howe wasn't there. There was like maybe a couple of others that were there. They were all just like these little stations. Mm-hmm. There was a line for days. You know, but they let us go through the line and they waited until everyone got through, which took a very long time. And you went up to them, you got to say hello, mm-hmm. fan of the show, they would shake your hand, take a picture, you know, here you go. They'd take it with your device, there you go, give it back to you. Does that look good to you? Yep, sometimes they would just like snap, 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 wow. snap, take like three or four pictures and say, take the best one, take them all, you know, because it was on your device. You just went yeah. down the row. And, you know, that was, that was great. And, I would have preferred that. Yeah, a lot of people would have. And even even Giorgio, who is like the face of ancient aliens, he would um, hold these kind of like meet and greets. And, and he's he likes to sit at tables, I've noticed. So he would sit at this table and you just file, you know, past him and shake his hand and he would sign autographs. So I got him to sign it. I got, they, had, they gave everybody posters. Uh, so I got, <clears throat> I went around and I had all, everyone... Except for Linda Moulton Howe, sign my poster. Wow. I even got Clotworthy to sign my poster. Oh, wow. So that's my collectible from the first one. I fanboyed out big time, you know. Oh, I bet. And and uh, I got pictures with all of them, you know. And did I mean I just did the the whole thing. The only thing that I regret is I didn't get to uh, get my picture taken with Jim Mars, and who has now passed away. He passed oh, away last year. So um, yeah. you know that's the only one that I'm like, oh god, I should have gotten a picture with him, but. And unfortunately, when we purchased tickets, uh, Von Daniken wasn't actually on the main ticket. To yeah, he either. wasn't there at the first one either. So once I guess it came out, uh, it, they just sold so fast. You could I couldn't get a photograph or an autograph mm-hmm. at all. Um, so it was unfortunate today that, or all weekend that I've been here. We yeah. had the Thursday, but we just literally, literally couldn't even have access to him at all. So. What are your overall um, feelings about how things went at the convention as far as, you know, just being being able to, to, to number one, go to the lectures that you wanted to, and number two, do the extra things that you wanted to do? Do you want to go? Sure. Um, 
I think the first day we got here, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, because they had the gold and silver pass members lining up. Um, people were getting there very early. Uh, I noticed that they had another section of people already lining up all the way around the side of the Those convention. Those would have been the bronze. They were the bronze uh -huh. people, apparently, bronze passes. Um, so the silver and gold was just, it was a crazy line. Uh, they didn't start letting people in until exactly nine o'clock. Mm -hmm. And they were kind of like letting a couple people in here, letting a couple people kind of go in. I guess they didn't want to like flood the, mm -hmm. the people that were scanning yeah. your information and getting yeah. your passes. Um, so I would say we, we went in, we bought merchandise, went to the very first, um, talk that they had, um, which was meet the producers, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, Thoroughly enjoyed it. We were happy because we were like, you know, this is going great. You know, yeah. we're doing things, we're checking yeah. things off the the little schedule that we had made for ourselves, the things we wanted to do. Yeah. So we leave that first talk. We get outside, and there are still all the bronze people in line, and still silver and gold. Now this is probably two hours into this, yeah. wow. and they are still processing people outside, and it was, hot. And it was, it was so hot. hot. Yeah. A lot of people were wheelchairs handicapped. or handicapped, yeah, yeah. Uh, sweating, elderly people. We were kind of worried for them. Uh, we're in the healthcare field, so it was kind of, we were a little upset about that, you know, yeah. seeing that. Yeah. Did you want to? Uh, well, for me, I mean, I, it's been good. I mean, yeah, sometimes we did have to wait a little while. Uh, the first day did get a little chaotic. Yesterday, it seemed to be a little bit more organized, but it was like, twice i mean since it was like so many people it did mm -hmm. get a little crazy oh, yeah, and yeah. the volunteers and some of the people were like really snappy at people <laughs> yeah and especially it's like you know we've made a lot of money to come here we even like you know our travel expenses and everything that it's it, it wasn't cheap like you know you yeah. should at least you know be nicer like you know don't don't talk down to people like you know we well, all yeah well i think the problem that i had with that is the fact that we were only doing what we bought tickets that they make you pay for these right. photos. They make you pay for autographs. Right. Uh, I don't even know if they actually knew how much they sold because I, I know at one point we were in one of the conference rooms. It was packed. packed to there the was yeah. probably the same amount of people outside the conference room still trying to get in. Mm -hmm. uh, and we were actually leaving because we did, our seats weren't that great and we were there was just there was just too much commotion. So we were, we said, well, let's leave and we'll try to get into a different panel. As we were leaving, we, I actually, and I don't know if you heard that, but by the door, they were telling people back away from the door. Yeah. And they said the fire marshal walked through and is saying that y'all are break, you know, breaking the law by uh, blocking the doors. And the people were like, we're just standing in line uh, trying to get into the panel. Yeah. And, and so I, I don't understand why uh, that was happening. Yeah. Well, it didn't need to happen that way. I personally believe that there's not going to be a venue that's going to be big enough to hold everybody that wants to see all the lectures unless they like rent out a a literal football stadium and do more like a like a convention yeah. um, style yeah. like where everybody's sitting and like you know enjoying the same uh, you know lectures yep. And everything because I think that will be probably a little bit better um, 
in that aspect. Right. But as far as to, you know, the first day was, you know, a little crazy. Yesterday was really crazy. But today was definitely a little nicer that there was, you know, it wasn't as many people. So we were able to enjoy it a little bit better today. And we got to meet some wonderful people. We have met some wonderful people. I think you have a, someone that just Yes, too. yes. Hi. Hi, I'm Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Haley. Haley, welcome to the show. I'm Sean. That's Tasha. Hi. And that's Betty. Hi. And we were just talking about their experiences. I'm glad that you showed up. Hey, everybody, we just had a late person come in, but that's okay because everything's going to work out great. So it happens on live shows, right? So I want to talk to you. I'm very interested in talking to you about your experience. I want you to hang out right here for just a minute. Can you do that? Absolutely. You got like like 30 minutes? Sweet. It's going to be great. So what was your favorite lecture that you went to ladies I would say the chariots of the yeah. gods the 50 years yeah. of the chariots of yeah. the gods I had absolutely. to say it was probably mine too yeah yes, yeah. absolutely it was that was, wonderful. that was really good the producers that was really good that too good because too. you know I got to listen or hear how the show really got started and mm-hmm. how it all came about and how eventually it grew to what it has you know become now and like you know keeps on growing and growing and so it's been definitely that was pretty good um, right and hearing how you know just how Juan Danikin met Giorgio and yeah kind of they all came together with um, the producers and and just hearing the whole background story was so intriguing because um, I have people all the time well, how did Giorgio become involved if he's not He's not really, you know, an archaeologist yeah. or anything, but he tells you, and it's mm-hmm. it makes all it, comes it makes together sense. It does, it does it come together. Sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what what was your least favorite thing that you that you did? My least favorite, standing in the line. Standing in the line. <laughs> that makes well, sense. Some yeah. Some of those lines were really, were really, really crazy, long. Yeah. really crazy yeah. long, and I mean, they some of those lines were almost at the entrance of the convention, at the yeah. of, you know, the marketplace, and. I mean, you had to stand in line for a really really long time. Yeah, I don't miss the lines, that's for sure. That's for sure. That's one thing I'm glad. (laughs) But I will say, despite that, um, I mean, I have to say, I... I'm such a huge fan of Georgia's that you would have stood in line for a while. I, mean, I would have done anything for yeah. him. Yeah, because I, I would never have guessed that you're a fan of Georgia's since your oh, no. shirts yeah. and all you've done is I talk about have him like the whole seven time. Giorgio shirts at this point. Yeah, no, some that we bought for each other. Yeah. And... Well, that's kind of what uh, um, how we met was because I had my unique Giorgio shirt, oh, and yeah. you're like, "Hey, where can I get that?" I was like, "Oh, you can't anymore." <laughs> so, so I know I know you ladies have to go here in a second. Yes. So one last question for the both of you. Mm-hmm. You ever had an experience? You ever seen a UFO? <sighs> Unfortunately not. No. We've been wanting to. I've been wanting to watch you or at least see a UFO, but no, no. Same here. Gosh, no. Never no. saw anything. But i we've met people that have told yeah. us about yeah. outside we, of this. Actually, uh, yeah, we did we have met um patients actually. Uh, this one patient of mine told me that he did see a UFO. We're from San Antonio and Texas and um he saw a uh, wow, UFO. So she, so, yeah. On wow. uh, coming out of the water in Canyon Lake in the ah. 1950s or something like that. So that was like a long time ago. And he was with his best friend and his cousin. They were out fishing early in the morning. And then they all saw it. And then after that, they never spoke about it because they didn't know what to make of it. Yeah. So I 
that's like about the closest I've been to yeah. an experience. But um, hopefully, maybe one day um, that would. As long as it's know? a positive situation. Yes, definitely. Like yeah. I don't want to meet any negative, mean, probing. I mean, we probe because we're hygienists. But yeah. I don't want to be probed. Yeah. Gotcha. Definitely. Okay. You're the prober, not the probing. We're the probers. Yeah. We don't yes. want to be probed. Yeah. So yes. let me let me give you a, co- uh, a piece of advice. If you want something to happen, stop wishing for it so bad. Well, we're not really like crazy. Yeah. You're not that crazy about it? Okay. No, but we would love to, just to see I you. Yeah, so. you will. Uh, even a, just... You will, you will eventually if you keep watching this, guys. You will. Yeah. So, last question for you, and I know the answer to this is going to be yes, but I'm going to ask this anyway because it's, it's so obvious I have to. Are you believers? You believe that they're just fans of the show? Of course, I am. I want to believe, yeah. I, I, I'm open-minded to it. I believe. Absolutely. I do believe. All right. I think you'd be foolish not to believe that yeah. there's something The universe is too big, I mean, right? The it's universe is, it's, it's, you know, so big. I mean, how can... You know, tiny little planet and us, like, you know, being yeah. so small, like, be the only ones and this whole big universe. I mean, that's just, that's yeah. just ludicrous to even yeah. think that way. Absolutely. So, definitely. Well, thank you for being part of the show and for telling me about your experiences with Alien Con. And, it was and, a pleasure. Will yes. you be back if they, yeah, I know there's one in, in Baltimore, but if they have another one like next year or, or later on, will you... Do you think it'll be back, or is this this it? This good it's, enough for you? Well, it depends. You know what's going on around that time. Yeah. I'm in dental school, um, so uh, I'll be in school. Depends uh, if you know what's going on with school. I have one semester left, and I'm done forever. School is the most yeah. important thing. So um, it all depends. It all depends yeah. what's going on with our. I mean, I would do it again. We would consider it. We would consider it. Yeah. Especially as long as it was run a little bit smoother. Yes. <laughs> Growing pains. They'll figure it out. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> All right. Well, I know you ladies have to go. I really appreciate it. And just as a, as a final thing, um, I gave you a card, right? You yes, have I have. Okay. So the show here will be up within, give it 48 hours. It's going live right now, but I'll have the archive up on my website, perialty.com, in about 48 hours. You can go there. It'll be on the homepage. You can download it for free. Save it to your computer. Give it out to all your friends. Say, hey, I'm oh, famous now. Make them, make them, a, you can sign autographs so cool. for them. All right? Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And <laughs> I, know, I know how to contact you guys. I've got your... You have my info. Your info. Yeah. I'm going to be contacting you. I'm going to keep in touch with both of you. Okay? Absolutely. I'm going Sounds to be good. contacting you. All right? Thank you so Thank much. you for agreeing to appear on the show. Thank nice, you. Nice Bye-bye. Nice to meet you, baby. Bye. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Bye. Have a safe Thank you. You, too. Just kind of sit there in front of you. And don't feel like you have to lean forward into the mic because you don't. That's a very sensitive microphone. All you got to do is just sit there and just talk normally, just like what you're doing right now. Okay? So, tell me. Everything? I mean, what part? There's a whole lot to tell. So, tell me, number one, um, First of all, just you don't have to give your last name, but just kind of introduce yourself and tell me a little. Just tell tell my listeners a little bit about uh, about who you are. Just um, just very briefly. My name is Haley. I'm a college student at UT Tyler University of Texas at Tyler. I'm an okay. archaeology major. All right. My minor is medieval and Renaissance history. Um, I'm very passionate about history, and that's why I got so into the show Ancient Aliens. Um, and it all kind of stemmed back from the time I was a child. I've always, I've always seen and talked to spirits from the time I was a baby, oh, right. two to three years old. My family would catch me in the closet or in random places looking at the wall, talking gibberish as a baby. And as I got older, I would talk to 
um, dead relatives I'd never met, uh, and they'd ask me who I was talking to, and that's who I would tell them I was speaking to. Interesting. Um, from that time, um, I'd always had these dreams that were like, um, not prophecies, but they were symbolic for things going to happen in my life. And so after a while, I started analyzing each dream, and it would tell me about certain events that are going to be occurring. So that being said, when I was about 13, I had what I thought was a dream, but I also believe that the dreams that we have are, um, we all vibrate at a different frequency, mm -hmm. and I think that dream state is similar to the meditative state. Okay. And so I think when you are relaxed and in that state, your mind opens you to different things, including different dimensions, different um, places. And so when I was 13, I had what I thought was just a really bad dream, um, and that was really my first visitation. The first time I was visited, I was 13, and it started off like I was, it was a normal day, and I was playing outside with the neighborhood kids, and I was the, the big, the oldest kid there. Um, then all of a sudden, the, this UFO just lands at the end of our street. And in the middle of the day? Um, yes. Wow. In, in this dream that I'm Oh, having. in the dream. Okay, yes. okay, gotcha. Um, and like, like I said before, I really feel like it's kind of a, a parallel, um, not universe, but a different dimension, per okay. se, when yeah. we're dreaming. We operate, you know, differently. Yeah. And um, so at that point, I had seen... Um, the spaceship land, and when it's when it landed, it had what looked like machine guns, and they did not appear to be friendly at the beginning. But I was the oldest kid, and I've always wanted to take care of everybody, so I went to go see what they wanted. And when I arrived at the spaceship, I looked to see a gray alien, um, what we what we call Grace. He was about four and a half feet tall, but he was green. Um, he had big, you know, big bulging black eyes, like your typical alien that you mm -hmm. that you see everywhere. Um, but he did not speak. He did not have physical ears. The communication was just solely telepathic. Yeah. And so he spoke to me, and I really can't recall what he was saying other than he had questions. He wanted to talk to me and get to know me and who I was, which I thought was very odd. Um, whatever he had told me, I couldn't remember, but he had told me um, a fair share amount of information that I could not recall. So okay. I ended up leaving, and I, I remember specifically he had three fingers. He was wearing a blue hoodie. Which I thought was kind of funny. Okay. And he was very short. I've never heard of anyone say I saw an alien wear a blue hoodie. So yeah, me either. So it's kind of unique. Anyway, so then I woke up and you know I thought I'd had a really bad dream. Well, then um, some weeks go by, maybe a couple months, and I have a second visitation from the mm -hmm. same alien. Okay. And this another dreamlike yes, visitation. Yes. Okay. And at this point, I am in our old house in San Antonio, and. I'm playing outside and I see this spaceship coming, but I was scared for some reason. I was afraid of what he was going to talk to me about, of what he was going to tell me, although I really couldn't recall what it was that we'd even spoken about initially. Um, so I run into the house and I hide somewhere and he comes in and says, you need to come out and talk to me now. You know, if you don't, I'm going to use force. So I'm going to be aggressive. Oh. And um, like, it's still completely telepathic. And so I finally came out and spoke to him. Um, I didn't like it. I did not like what he was telling me. Although, like yeah. I said, I still don't know what it was he was telling me. Um, later on, you know, probably about a year after my first visitation in my dream, I had another one. And this is the final one from this alien. Uh, at this point, I was with, with friends, and it was like a birthday party, one of my close friends' birthday parties. Mm -hmm. The parents were inside, the kids were outside playing, and I look up and I see it coming, and I'm like, oh no, all the kids need to go inside, this is not good. So I try to get everybody inside, and everyone gets inside except my friend's dog, Asia. And um, I took everybody inside and said, don't go out. Don't, don't talk to anybody. Don't listen to anyone. Keep the curtains closed. Don't say anything. Don't open the door. And um, then all of a sudden, the doggy door opens, and the dog comes running in that was outside. And it was my cousin's, or my friend's dog, and her name was Asia. And she comes running through, 
And then after that, this little creature, I guess that was alien, comes running in after it inside and right in front of all the kids and parents kills it. Oh, no. Kills the dog. And I feel like that was because I refused to go and meet willingly with the alien. Well, I finally go out and speak with him a final time. And that was the last time I saw him. All these years, I really didn't know what he was talking about or what he was telling me or what we discussed. And then about a year ago, um, like I said, I, I see spirits and I've always been really sensitive mm -hmm. to energies. I was having this um, kind of spiritual awakening and I was kind of struggling with religion and all of that. So meanwhile, I'm seeing these spirits everywhere. I'm afraid of these spirits. I don't know how to handle it because growing up, I was taught that was something to be ashamed of mm -hmm. and that it was, I, I can't tell anybody. So I dealt with it pretty much on my own and I really couldn't control it. I was afraid of all of it. It scared me. And there was this lady that I went to because initially I was having all these memories of past lives, which is a whole other story. But um, I went to her to talk about that and it, it all happened at once during the spiritual awakening I was having. And I told her, look, I can't even sleep at night because all these spirits are coming at me all night long. It's one thing after another. I wake up and there's a woman trying to choke me as I'm getting out of bed. And then there's this shadow figure running back and forth in the corner of my bedroom. And I get so angry because I just want to go to sleep and I pounce on it, but it disappears. So after all this chaos, all this spiritual unrest and everything, I go to this lady, uh, this local lady, and I talk to her about everything. And she told me, I can, I can just tell, you know, there's so much going on with you right now. You just need to talk about it. So I told her. And there was no one else that I could, you know, even telling her the situation with the aliens, because I just, it was on my mind. I said, I, it's just bothering me. I feel like there's something I'm supposed to understand from this, and I don't understand. Yeah. And so we talked about everything, and we talked about the, you know, spiritual experiences I was having with the spirits and she told me, you know, they're coming in from different different places. They're not all from the same place. Not all of them are bad. Not all of them are good. Um, and that I just had to learn to control it. And essentially she taught me how to control it. Um, and that really helped. And when we discussed the alien situation, she told me, um, well, you, I asked her, what's, what's the message? And she said, it's inside of you. You already know. And I said, no, I don't know the answer. You just couldn't we? remember. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is I didn't, for all these years, I, I couldn't remember. And she said, the answer is inside of you. She goes, there's a reason you don't remember it. And um, what, she's... What, what, what bring, brought it out? I mean, do you remember it now? Yes, I okay. do. And it was that moment I was sitting there with Arlene, and I looked at her, and she said, you know, you know the answer, Haley. And I said, no, I really don't. And she just kind of smiled, and I sat there for a second, and then I, it hit me, and I just thought, oh, oh my gosh. Uh, and I was just astounded and I looked at her and I knew she knew what I was thinking. I knew she knew and she just smiled and she said, come on, say it. I want to hear you say it. And I said, they were telling me that I was part of them. And it was really scary because it wasn't like they were being friendly and treating me like, you know, lost family or anything. Yeah. It was just, it was very kind of hard to take in and absorb. And so that was what I realized that I had, my soul came from other places. So you feel like... Not necessarily physically, you are an half alien or part alien or whole alien. You feel like spiritually, like your soul is spiritually. Yes. yes. Um, if I have been abducted, I don't remember, but I do believe I have an implant in my back that you can feel, and it's it's crazy because I just woke up with it one day, and it was really? while I was you know yeah it was a, a few years ago. It was after my visitations that I'd had after a dream one night. I woke up the next day and. I kind of realized, like, huh, that's not supposed to be there. And it wasn't there before. And Is it uh, small, tiny? It's small, yeah. and it almost feels like um, like a small little cube beneath have my skin. You, you tried to have it x-rayed or anything like that? Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. I've kind of been waiting to see if it moves, shifts, or if anything changes. 
um, over the past few years. And when I'd go to the doctor for other things, I'd ask and they'd say, oh, if it's not bothering you, we don't need to look don't at it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, they're always going to say that. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, so. I, I'm in the medical profession. I don't know. That's, that's what we're going to say. Uh, does it bother you? Does it hurt? Yeah, you're good. No, but it's driving me crazy not yeah, knowing what it I is. I know, exactly, right? Yeah. So with all of these things that have that are happening to you, that have been happening to you, um, it sounds like there for a long while you were living in, in a little bit of chaos. I was very right? depressed, anxious. My I could not control my, my emotions, feelings. I didn't sleep. So has, um, what did you say her name was, Arlene? Arlene, yes. Did, are you still in contact with Arlene? Occasionally, but... I only went to her when I really needed her. And Dude. then I'm sorry, go ahead. I was able to kind of figure out my way from there. After she told me, you know, all of the answers are inside of you and you just have to, you know, dive into that and learn yourself and your soul, I began meditating and just paying more attention to these dreams and to these feelings and thoughts I'd have because sometimes it's just like I have messages or voices telling me things. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's really hard. I just have to really pay attention and listen to that. Do you feel like you have all of this? somewhat under control now yes absolutely and i wouldn't yeah. change it because it's made me who i am um i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this out there and you do what you want to with it that's just the light don't worry about it. speaking of ghosts and everything it's one of the lights just went out imagine <laughs> that uh it happens um so i'm gonna give you the name of this guy mm-hmm. and uh i'm gonna get in contact with him too and i'm gonna tell him about you and maybe the two of you can get together and uh, not not physically get together, but like maybe exchange some emails or maybe even talk on the phone. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Not or, uh, His name is Rick Hayes. You may not have ever heard of this guy. Um, he's from uh, the Kentucky area, somewhere in Kentucky. I can't remember. I want to say Louisville. Uh, I'm sorry, Rick, if, if you ever listen to this. Uh, I can't remember, but I think it's Louisville, Kentucky. But uh, he is he's what he calls a paranormal consultant. He sees dead people. He can talk to them. He, he doesn't like to use the word psychic medium or anything like that. Uh, he says, I'm a paranormal consultant. But he he has, like you, had his gift at, uh, from a young age and pretty much ignored it until really he became an adult. And then um, he had uh, an event that changed his life. And he now uh, basically tries to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think... If you, if I can put the two of you in contact with each other, I think that he may be able to give you some uh, some guidance on yeah, how to further handle your ability. Because I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I know what you're going through. Because I don't. I have no earthly idea. And also, at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and say, you are effing crazy. I'm not going to say that either. Because, I mean, I mean, look at what the subject we're talking about here. And I honestly, 100%, but beyond a shadow of a doubt, know that people like you do exist they're real they're legitimate my good friend rick hayes is one of those people and uh just from talking with him and i've also talked to a lot of other psychics and mediums and stuff over the years that i've been doing the show and and talking with them i can understand that it can be a hard thing to go through Mm -hmm. especially if uh, you feel like you can't tell anybody you know and and i mean who wants to go around and say hey you know well, I'm I can do this. That. I, I can see that, and that's. I think that's wonderful about you to be so young and to say, "Hey, I'm past it. I don't care what you think now. This is it. This is how I well, am." I didn't know? get past it till yesterday when something told me to go talk oh, about really? it. Yes, I'd never told okay. anybody before. Okay. Okay. So All right. Was, that was a major. So you were support. serious when you said you had never told, really told anyone was, about I, this before. Yesterday I was shaking and I could barely talk. My well, you're you're a little shaky now. You seem like you're a little nervous now to me. 
much Maybe. much less so than yesterday. Yesterday was a whole other ball game, especially speaking in front of all these people and it being, you know, filmed for a potential episode of Ancient Aliens. That really scared me because if anybody I know sees that, well, they're just going to know, you know. And I tried to keep it secret my whole life because I didn't want, you know, friends and co-workers and other people to find that out and think I was a nutcase. So this was in the I Was Abducted panel? Yes. Okay. Uh, you remember uh, Brett Oldham? He was one of the panel members. Mm-hmm. He's a good friend of mine. Oh, really? Uh, he and I, we, we've hung out together and stuff before. I've interviewed him a few times on the show. We were actually, uh, we had this business we tried to get into, this business venture. I'm not going to get into it, but it failed miserably, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's he's a good person to uh, talk to about um, visitations and, and, and everything. He's, he's a very... Um, uh, knowledgeable. He's very knowledgeable in in that area because he himself has uh, been taken and, and had experiments and stuff done done on him. And I, you know, you're not to the point to where you can remember everything. And hopefully, you've never had anything like that done to you. I, I would. Not. Yeah, I, I would. I would hope not either. I mean, who really wants to be, you know, taken and experimented on? Really, no one. I, I mean, think. you know, one of the things that that was said in one of the panels that I went to yesterday is that one lady said that. Most of the people that she talked to said that they would never want to have their experiences taken away from them. It, they wouldn't change it if they if they could, like 70-something percent in this survey or whatever. And I'm, I don't know. It all depends on what you've had done to you. I mean, if you just had, if you've just been taken and sitting down like I'm and say, hey, you know, we want to learn about you. That's one thing. Sure, I'll take that. Sure. You know, but I don't, I, I don't wish to have, I don't want to be violated. I don't want to have my sperm forcibly removed. I don't want to be anally probed. And I don't want to have experiments done on me. And if I was, if I could take all that away, if I was having those experiences, and I could say, "Oh, I can make it where that never happened," uh, hell yeah, I would. I would do that. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's got to be scary enough to realize that uh, these things that you were having that you thought were dreams, maybe necessarily were thought projections from somebody else projecting this into your head as a form of communication and I guess that would make you feel kind of uh, like you really don't have control over your own life um not necessarily I think that with these dreams that I have I've always my whole life I've been able to remember almost every single one and I've always felt that it was for a specific reason and I had talked to um what was her name she was on the panel yesterday Corey Corey Caroline Caroline. yes yes and she had mentioned that you know um, having these dreams can be experiences in other you know dimensions which is what I thought might be the case, or even if it was projected into my brain as in some telepathic communication via yeah. sleep, that's one thing, but still, the message was still trying to be conveyed to me. And there was another experience I'd had after that, and um, after this experience, I was dreaming as well, and it was really difficult because I could not... I could not see this thing at first, and I knew it was in my house in this dream, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find it, but it was there. And I was looking, I'm crawling around the house, and I opened the attic, and there it is, just sitting there. And it was this reptilian, I don't, I don't know, Uh-oh. this reptilian. Rep- reptilians reptilian, are not good. Something. They're never good. Everything that, that I could see about him screamed reptilian, but it was almost like he had the elongated and body of a gray. Like, he was tall, but he wasn't as green, and he was a little bit softer looking, had more of a human muscular system that um, he was much more kind. And he also communicated telepathically, and he said, I was waiting for you to find me. Uh, when I found wow. him, and I was very shocked, and I said, who are you, and why are you in my attic? <laughs> yeah. And he said, you don't remember me? I said, no. And he told me, I, I, I'm from home. I came to talk to you. I haven't seen you in so long. 
And I said, oh. what are you talking about? Oh, no. Well, no. then he proceeds to tell me that we were lovers, that we, we, we were partners, you know, and uh, my previous life, I guess, wherever this was. I don't know where he, where he was from or where it was, but he said, yeah, I, I was coming to check on you on Earth. And, and he was asking me all these questions about being human and everything. And everything with them is much more intellectual. Like, though we had a romantic r relationship, we were physically intimate, but it was more of an intellectual intimacy. I can't really explain it. It was just okay. very different. Wow. And that was a positive experience I had with him. And I remember in my in this dream state, whatever I was in, we were just laying in bed just talking about everything. I was telling him about my life and where I've been and what I've gone through and th things that I've learned and places I've been. And um, he was just, you know, telling me all these things about back home and what's happening and the way that we're advancing at home technologically. Did he tell you where he's from? Did he name? I can't, no. Not that I can, I can recall. He just kept saying home, from home, at home, back home. And so... I can, I can see that, like, after the grays were telling me I was part of them, I don't know if they were being specifically saying that I was a gray or if I was just, you know, not from here, from Earth. Yeah. And so that was kind of confusing and hard to understand, but I'd definitely like to learn more about where I've come from. Arlene, the lady I'd gone to previously, had made a comment saying that she thinks that I also have ancient roots from Lemuria. But that's very, we, that's, you know, almost science fiction. We don't know anything about that for sure. Oh. Have you thought about, like, some hypnosis past life regression type yes, stuff absolutely um, i just don't i live you know out in the in the woods in east texas <laughs> and i don't really know if there's anybody out there in that area that'd be willing to do that or if i'd have to you know i've never even begun to try to search because it's just all confusing and i wasn't sure but this week this weekend i saw someone there that did um hypnosis and so past life regression and i i really want to know i really i know i've had past lives here on earth but now it seems too that i've had past lives elsewhere you really need to get that done. Yes, and yeah. I've always had this homesickness that even my parents growing up, I didn't have a good relationship with my parents. I didn't feel like I knew them. Mm -hmm. I never felt like I had that family connection, that mother-daughter, father-daughter relationship. I was always sad and homesick, homesick, even though I was home. But Oh, no. And it's always been that way. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, let me tell you something about hypnosis. I've been hypnotized twice in my life. First time did not work whatsoever. The second time, uh, I'm thinking probably it did. Um, I have found that the more uh, open you are to the idea of being hypnotized, um, the the more it will take. If if you're if 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 you're a very strong-willed individual, and you go in there without putting that wall down, uh, it's not going to work. Not, not, not everybody can be hypnotized. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody says. Not any, everybody can be hypnotized. And it's, it, it's, you have to be open to it, and you have to take whatever wall of protection you've got up, you've got to tear down that wall in order for it to take. And I think that one of the only ways you're going to find out the answers that you seek is to do this. Or if you can get one of those people who come to you when you're dreaming, if you can get them to just lay it all out for you. But it sounds like they're kind of more willing to talk in circles than they are to tell you or give you a direct answer, which is the norm. Right, right. And sometimes I, I they feel want like to keep you confused. Yeah, they want to bring me a little bit and see what I what I can either recall spiritually or you know what I can find out on my own and find in myself or. And it's almost like they don't want to give me all of the answers. They kind of want to leave it to me yeah. to figure out, which is kind of difficult because it's like, I want to know. I want to know where I'm from. I want to know, uh, you know yeah. about my origins and 
where I came from and it's always made sense to me that I'm from the stars like that's I've always from the time I was a child I was obsessed with the stars when I was a little kid my grandpa would take me out every night and we'd go walk down the street and look at the stars and he'd tell me different constellations but I'd always just I I couldn't keep my eyes off them that's all I wanted to do is sit and watch and it didn't matter if there's anything in the sky I would just want to sit and stare well if you can figure out how to really channel your your talents and your abilities I think that you have the potential to help a lot of people mm-hmm. and I would man it, I'm not gonna say I would I would do anything to have your abilities but I would I would love to be able to um, know that I could you know talk to someone whose loved one has passed on and and, and help them find resolution or, or right. you know use my abilities in, in that manner and mm-hmm. I think that you it sounds like that you you can you have potential. You really have potential. I think if you can find someone to help you hone your skills a lot, I think that you're you could go far. You know, and I'm not saying you're going to be one of those celebrity people who you know has their own TV show or whatever, but maybe, right? You know, but I I would I think it's great that you are to the point now to where you're embracing everything. And I know the first step obviously was yesterday, but didn't it feel like maybe you know you have this big burden? Taken yeah, off of your shoulders? It was just, I could just feel, and I don't even think it was me that wanted to go up there and talk. Honestly, there was just something. I think someone was me. driving you up there? Yes, yeah. I was not going to. I was sitting here with my, I was there with my aunt, and she kept saying, Haley, go up there and tell, tell, tell your story. Just go. And I said, I can't. I can't. Like, I can, it's hard for me to even give a speech to my small class at my university, you know? <laughs> and so I was freaking out, and there's hundreds of people. There's a lot there. of people there, my yeah. People from Ancient Aliens, a TV show that I love, and I'm already, you know, just it's just insane to see them in person so to go up there and speak in front of them about my experiences anywhere else I would have felt like a nutcase but in this environment it's it feels so safe and open yeah. and, you know there's there, nothing you can say that's yeah you're there might have been thousands of people there but they were thousands of friends yeah you know? unfortunately I, did, I, I went to the first part of the I was abducted uh, lecture and I did not get to go to the second one so I, I, I missed you up there so you obviously at the second second one because I I don't remember you. Yeah, the first one. I, I was, and yeah. I didn't go to the first one. So oh, we missed each other. Yeah, yeah. But... it wasn't meant to be. So I, I take it you're her aunt, right? Yes. So when she was telling you about all this, did you think she was crazy? No, because no? I believe in all that. I'm not stupid enough to think that we're the only That's great. in this world. That's great because we you need support, especially from your from your family. And ever since she was like this high, she was talking to people that we couldn't see. I mean, who knows? From the time I was a child, it could have been. You know, beings in another dimension. I could have been ghosts. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. But I I just feel kind of blessed now because you'll figure it out. Yeah, you're gonna figure it out. I know you will. I really want to, and it it was really wonderful to to go up there yesterday and talk because the reception was just incredible. I I I didn't expect anyone to come up to me and like want to talk to me, but um, I mean, after I talked, there was a few people that came to me and wanted to ask me questions, and they're like, I could tell you were on the verge of saying something else. What was your other experience? So I told them about the the reptilian or whatever it might have been and that experience. And so then someone else last night at the party, I was walking out of the bathroom and this lady runs up to me and she's just like, oh my gosh, Haley. And I said, yes. And she's probably in her 60s. She said, I just had to tell you there's just something inside you. And I saw it and you, I just want you to know you're chosen. And I That's said, great. what? And she was just like, yes. And it is so wonderful you got up there and spoke today because there were other people that needed to hear that too. Yeah. And I yeah. noticed there wasn't a lot of other younger people speaking about their experiences. Yeah. So I really hope that that kind of inspires yeah. other people. Yeah, you can be an inspiration. I yeah. hope so. And I really do hope that they use your segment on the show. That would be excellent. I know yeah. I, I got up at the uh, on the first one, and uh, I asked my friend 
Brett a question that I've been dying to ask him for years. I'd never asked him that, uh, but I don't have an experience, you know, so there, there's no way in hell they're going to put me on, on the show. And I wasn't, that's not what I wanted to do anyway. You know, I could care less about that, but I've never had an experience. I've seen a couple of UFOs, but that's, that's as far as I can go. You know, I can't say anything further than that. And speaking of sightings, the first, uh, the first sighting I had and really the only one I can remember, uh, actually occurred when I was about four years old. And, my, and you remember that? Yes, I remember wow. it. And it wasn't until after the first, this is really bizarre, but it wasn't until after the first, um, uh, you know, encounter, I'd say, this dream, the first dream I had, but I recalled it um, later on, but it was when I was about four, four or five years old, and I was little, and my parents owned a store in San Antonio, and we'd leave late from work, and my mom would carry me asleep to the car and put me in my seat, and, you know, my, my child's seat, and buckle me up, and I was asleep, and so I remember opening my eyes as she's buckling me up, and there was this big billboard outside that was lit up, and it had Santa Claus on there, and he was drinking a Coke. It was a Coke advertisement, yeah. and I looked above it and saw a UFO hovering above the sign, and that was, I just remembered it, you know, years later, and I'd always had this memory in my brain. I'd had the memory. I, I knew it, but I never, I never thought of it to be a UFO. It just never really clicked until later on, and I... I was thinking about it. I saw a Coke, a Coke sign somewhere, the same advertisement, and it just, mm. you know, just bam, brought it back. Yeah, yeah, I realized it was a UFO, and not just you know a light in the sky. And I thought, oh, that's that's a UFO. That's what someone would call a UFO. It was kind of a crazy like. Well, at four years moment. old, you don't know what a UFO is. Exactly, yeah. and you don't know anything, so you're not surprised by anything, really. Yeah. You don't know that that's supposed to. That's not good. That like as a child, when I would see spirits, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to. I just did. Right. So that was kind of the same idea. It's not that you're not supposed to. It's just that you're special. Yeah, or that that no one else thinks we're supposed to. I think, well, if you talk to people like uh, my friend Rick Case, I was telling you about, we all have that ability. We just, over the millennia, we've forgotten. Exactly. I think that everyone has the capability and the abilities to do it, but it's just a matter of who is willing to, um, you know, not only believe, but believe in yourself and to tap into that ability. Yeah. We could spend the next hour talking about stuff like that, you know, and, and, uh, once again, I think it's great that you are to the point in your, what do you, what you say, you're 22? No, I'm only 18. I, I graduated only 18? high school two I don't years know early. Where, and... I don't know where I got 22 from. Okay, so you're only 18. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay, so, yeah, you're you're at the point, you're super, right now, primed and ready to make that big life step. And not just in the fact that you're... You know, em- embracing this, and you want people to know, and you want to you want to know more about who you are and where you came from, and how to use your abilities. But I mean, for Christ's sake, you're 18. This is you're fixing to go to college. Well, I, I actually just finished my sophomore. You year just finished college. your sophomore year, so so you graduated early. I graduated, graduated when you were 17. Or, really? 16, almost. I graduated when yeah. I was 17, so yeah, you got so. me beat. Huh? Damn. Yeah, I'm gonna be a junior this coming fall. <laughs> wow, that's great. That's that is great. That is great. Well, I'm. We, we're running out of time here, so real quick, let's talk about the convention real quick back mm-hmm. here. Okay. So, have you been a fan of the show since its beginning? Since um, our... not, not since the beginning. I would see it on TV and kind of it was background noise, but then a, a couple years ago, actually, after a year after my first encounter in my dream, I put it on the TV and for some reason it stuck and then the history and all these megalithic sites and actually the show is what inspired me to pursue a career in archaeology so I've been touring Central America and Mexico going to archaeological did sites did you tell anybody from the show about that you should have I, if I you did I tried didn't. to tell Giorgio but I was freaking out because I love him you know <laughs> everybody I was just, I was loves crying. the Sucalos yes yeah. I was crying after oh. 
I tried to tell him, and he was like, that's great, you need to keep doing what you do, and he, I was like, oh, thank you, I love you, but <laughs> I mean, it was just wonderful, and I think that he was really happy about that, but if I had another opportunity, I would definitely like to spend more time talking with him about that. He's a very smart guy, he's very open, and he loves uh, loves all of his fans to death, I mean, he, re- he really does, he uh, one of the things I was talking about before you, you came in was uh, the very first convention was uh, in Santa Clara a couple of years ago. And I think that was the experiment for them to see if this was something that was going to be viable. Um, they didn't... Now, it had its problems just like this one had its problems. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the main problem is that there's too many people and they just, they, they're not going to have a venue that's going to be big enough. That's the main problem. But... The, the best thing about that first convention was that these guys were just walking around. And, you know, everywhere they went, there was throngs of people behind them. Oh, you know, uh, but they would stop and they would talk to you. They'd shake your hand. They'd let you take a picture or whatever. You know, they tried their best to accommodate as many people as they could. But we didn't have to stand in line to pay for pictures or autographs. It was all free. Yeah. 100% of it. And those of us who got to go to that first one, we really got to experience something special. I mean, that very first one was like, yeah, because you're not going to have another one like that again. Yeah. yeah. So would you, would you like, I know they're having one in, in Baltimore in November, which I probably am not going to go to because it's probably going to be the same exact thing that was here. But if they have more, would you be open to going to more? Or Absolutely. And actually, yeah. I think it's the first weekend of November, I'm going to Mesa, Arizona to be... To, to go to MUFON's field investigator training. so That's great. Yeah. that's Man, you have got a lot going on. I like that. You and I are going to have to stay in touch. Yes, definitely. Yes, for sure. And I'm definitely going to put you in contact with my friend Rick Hayes. Uh, you want to hang out for just a second while I close this thing out? Sure. All right, great. Everybody, man, what a great last half hour. This has been talking to Haley from San Antonio. My other guests were from San Antonio. Mm-hmm. That is so freaky. Small world. Big state, though. Big city. So, yeah, man. I am so glad that you were finally able to uh, to come. For a minute there, I was thinking, ah, oh, she changed her mind, or maybe uh, couldn't find the place or whatever. So, I'm glad that you came, and I'm glad that we got to talk to each other. And thank you so much for this, like, literally last-minute type thing. I know, you know... Never met this dude before, and this guy's saying, "Hey, come on over to my hotel room and let's do a podcast." <laughs> yeah, so so I, I appreciate you being you know willing to uh, come over and and tell your story to basically the whole world because this is going to go out on the interwebs, baby, and this is going to go anyone who wants to download this can download it. So now your story is going to be out there. There's no taking it back. All right, everybody. Ooh, wow, this hour has gone by so quick. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and as always this show is going to be available for replay there on my website on parareality.com I don't know when I'm going to be back again I don't have a set schedule to come back for the next time but I got some really good stuff lined up for you guys with some uh, new guests and and all new stuff I got going on so it's it's great to be back in in podcasting this has been uh, my first podcast in a long while had to take a little bit of a break to do some uh, you know personal stuff out there as always happens life gets in the way but i'm back and uh, i can't wait to uh, continue our adventure together and with that i am going to uh, sign off and just remember everybody if you wish to change 
You need to lift the veil of ignorance that's been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe. I'm Sandman, and we'll see you guys later on. If you wish to change, you must first lift the veil of ignorance that has been cast over your eyes. Only then will you see the true power of the universe.